everyone. Welcome back to the Busy Blooming podcast. If you are not part of our Facebook group, please go join. Say hello to everybody. We have about 1,400 women in postgrad and women in their 20s chatting about all things that come with this time in our lives. We also have an Instagram. We have merch and resume templates at busyblooming.ca. We have a LinkedIn and a TikTok, which which needs some work and some love, but they're coming. They're going to come strong in 2022. So make sure to go follow everything and just join our community. This week is going to be a 2022 reset vibe. So buckle up. There are 18 days left of 2021, the day this episode goes live, which is so crazy. And we're going to get you in shape to reset for your 2022. I don't know about you guys, but 2021, you know, I had big, big plans And we're going to talk about it because I'm really banking on 2022 being the year. So we're going to get into all of it. And of course, this week, as you can tell, we have the wonderful Hannah Ashton on the podcast. She does such a great job of giving tips on resetting for 2022, vision boarding, setting goals, staying motivated, combating fear, and all of the things for a new reset. So it's super fun to sit down and talk with her. I love a good New Year's resolution. I know there are people out there and they are saying that they don't like resolutions. They say it's not only good to make resolutions in the new year. You know what? Toxic. That energy (laughs) we are not bringing into 2022. I'm kidding, but I really like resolutions and I just, I feel like why not make a little goal, do a little reset. Maybe you don't have to make a vision board, but just do something. I think it's really fun to start the new year fresh and just reflect. I love a good reflection as well and thinking back the highs and the lows. And I think it's just such a good opportunity to reflect on yourself even and how far you've come. I mean, obviously a year so much happens. And I know for me sitting here at the end of the year, I am a completely, not a completely different person, but I have grown in so many ways. You know, you're a year older and all those things. So it's definitely fun, I think, to reset. Maybe I'm just convincing you to listen to this episode. I don't really know. But anyways, usually Alexis and I chat. Alexis is our social media manager, by the way. Her and I sometimes chat in the intros, but this week it's just me. And then her and I will be together next week for a full like holiday 2021 reflection vibe. So that will be next week. And then this week, it's just me in the intro again. So hi, everyone. I'm Tess, by the way, if you don't know. I'm 25. I work in marketing in Toronto and I do YouTube and hi. (laughs) I think we can all agree that setting goals for the new year is just a very hopeful experience. Like it just gives us hope. And going into 2021, I had some hope and little did I know Toronto was about to have a seven or eight month long stay at home order. Did not see that one coming, but nevertheless, a lot of good stuff happened this year. I've learned a lot. And so let's get into it. So in my phone, I always write out my resolutions and let's just hop into them. I hit about half of them. (laughs) So yeah. So the first resolution I had for 2021 was to launch a podcast. I think we hit that one. (laughs) So what you guys are listening to right now was on my list and definitely the podcast, this podcast has been one of the best decisions I've made this year and one of the things that has brought me so much joy and happiness and you guys in Busy Blooming, of course, have done that as well and I think the podcast has just grown into way more than I ever could have imagined and it's one of our biggest I think it is our biggest medium and so yeah the podcast has just been so fun and anyways so I hit that one and crossed that one off the next goal I had was to go part-time by the end of 2021 so I started off the new year at a nine-to-five job working in marketing and I graduated from U of T about four years ago so I've been working corporate for four years and this year I just it was kind of one of those things you just write down and you're like okay maybe I probably not but who knows and sitting here on December 13th or whatever I am working part-time which is crazy and I know we've talked about it a lot on the podcast too so I work three days a week right now at a beauty brand and then two days a week for myself and so it's very exciting so I hit that one as well that was a huge milestone for me this year and probably the biggest not the biggest deal but one of the biggest things that happened to me because I don't know leaving the corporate nine to five structure was one of those things when you're making a decision and you're like 
is this a good idea? <laughs> like, what am I doing? But, you know, I'm happy I did it. And we're sitting here like a month and a half in and I'm feeling good, feeling good so far. So <laughs> starting the new year in a very different career standpoint. The next goal I had <laughs> was to do a 10 kilometer race. Am I okay? Like, am I actually okay? I don't know who wrote that down, but it was not me, except it was. But yeah, I want to run a 10K race. Um, I think if I ran a 10K race right now, I honestly would go into orbit into another universe because that would be a horrible experience. So I did not do that one. I actually stopped running um, because I blew out my knees, um, but I did start up spin. So starting a spin class is, is a good goal. The next goal I had was to be really selfish with my time and who I spend it with and what I spend it on. When I read Storm out that goal, he laughed because I have been so particular this year about my social life and basically getting, not getting rid of my social life, not trying to sound like I'm a hermit or anything, but really being intentional with it and not going out for drinks or brunches or whatever with people who I didn't want to because really you don't have to do anything. And I think in the past I would just, I, I'm such a people pleaser, which is something I've really been trying to work on. And so if someone does want to go out for lunch or dinner or whatever, like it's super nice that people want to spend time with you, but I would just constantly be doing things and feeling exhausted after. And so this year I really tried to focus on my family, my sister, my mom, Storm and Storm's family, and just really keep my circle small. And I think that has really brought me so much calm and peace and happiness and being able to just like being by myself because you know once you like being by yourself you can do anything like you don't depend on anybody else that is something I really learned this year as well is just how to like being alone going spending weekends alone in the apartment and obviously I've never I've never actually lived alone and so Storm spent some weeks away with his family this year and I was just good like I actually loved it (laughs) and Storm's listening to this like what but no I did honestly I liked being by myself for weeks at a time and yeah just keeping my circle small and being really intentional with what I'm doing with my day and my time has like made me very happy and so I recommend it. Highly recommend it. So those are my 2021 resolutions and we'll chat about our 2022 ones next week with Alexis and what we're looking forward to for 2022. But I thought I would sit back and read through some of your guys's and then we'll get into the interview. So you guys always give the best answers to everything. So make sure to follow us on Instagram, busy blooming with two G's. (laughs) Somebody said to get off my phone more. I'm addicted. Girl, same. I'm not okay. I think my screen time last week was 47 hours. 47 hours on my phone. I do work full time on my phone. Like I make TikToks literally for a living for myself and for a brand. But it is, I am unhinged. I, my whole personality is TikTok. Every sentence I say starts with, I saw this one TikTok and it is a problem. So I need to do that too. And I don't know what to do about it because I tried to set a like screen limit and I I can't not be like, I don't even know, but I feel you. If anyone has any tips of how to get off your phone, please let us know. I will post them on Instagram. (laughs) The next goal somebody said is to become the fittest I've ever been in a holistic and gradual way totally I love that I actually want to do that as well this year just be like the most fit I've ever been and I think I think actually right now I am the fittest probably I've ever been in years not ever but I did start spin classes and eating healthy and not um, sitting on the couch for six days straight without walking so that definitely has helped I think fitness especially when it's not like aesthetic related do you know what I mean it's not like I want to have a flat stomach this year but being fit and strong and eating healthy are amazing goals so I love that somebody said create a routine where I can prioritize self-care but also get all my work done love that it is so hard but so important and if you do that please let me know how you do that somebody said I want to start investing you know what I did buy my first um, well, simple, fun stock this year. And it was Aritzia. It was. Yeah. And, you know, I thought, why not spend this hundreds of dollars in the stock instead of Aritzia clothing? I think that is growing up. So 
Somebody said, take more time for myself during the workday. Don't be afraid to step away while working from home. Totally agree. Definitely take breaks. I mean, especially when working from home. I mean, they're not going to know. So <laughs> take a little break. Go for a little walk. Move your mouse around. Put a something heavy on your space bar. Open a blank Word doc. I'm not recommending that, but like if you really need to go for a walk, I'm just saying. Somebody said, get my foot into the door with stocks and investing. There's a lot of investing ones. Absolutely. I think there are so many good podcasts and YouTube videos. I think the problem I've done in the past with investing is I would just go to the bank and say, here's like all of my money do whatever you want. And then I have no idea what's going on. I still definitely have like my RSP and TFSA with the bank, but I think it is fun to like go in well simple and buy your own stocks and kind of figure it out because it is a very empowering feeling. Somebody said read two books a month. I think that's a great goal. Best books I read this year, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. It ends with us. Yeah, those are my two favorites, I think. Somebody said, I'm a new grad who found a great full-time job, but now I need to incorporate social life and a healthy lifestyle. Working at a nine-to-five job, no one talks about it enough. I feel like that transition is so rough and so jarring because first of all, you don't get a summer break, which who allowed that? And second of all, it's just you don't know how to function because we've never worked a nine-to-five job for years on end. And so fitting in, working out, packing your meals, social life, boundaries with work, even like how to function in a workplace itself is such a huge adjustment. Okay, those are the ones. A lot of people said work-life harmony, work-life balance, finding hobbies, um, being healthy, investing. And so I love all that stuff. So you guys always have the best things. So thank you for everyone who submitted your answers. Oh, somebody said to put less pressure on myself and trust my abilities. I love that. That's a good one. I want to do that one too. Put less pressure on myself. Okay. So I think that's everything from me for this intro and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me know as well. Like comment on our Instagram post for this week's episode, what your 2022 goal is and what you want to accomplish. And then next week we'll be back for a fun little holiday 2021 reflection episode as well. And let's get into the interview with Hannah. She gives a bunch of great tips. So let's just get started. Okay, so we're here with Hannah Ashton on the podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to have you on. Thanks so much for having me, Tessa. I can't wait. This is, I think you're our last guest of 2021, which is so exciting. Oh my gosh, I'm honored. <laughs> yeah, ending on a super high note um, because today we're going to chat all about goal setting, how to reset for the new year, staying motivated, productive, and just, I want to learn all your secrets of how you balance everything and stay so motivated because you were just like queen of all of that sort of stuff. Oh. So I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited too to chat. Um, before we get into it, do you want to just quickly introduce yourself? Because give us a rundown of what your days look like, who you are, all that good stuff. For sure. So hi, I'm Hannah Ashton. I am a 22 year old college senior majoring in entrepreneurship because when I was young, I discovered the world of YouTube. I was at, I was 10 years old when I discovered oh the God. American girl doll side of YouTube and loved it and wanted to be a part of it. So I started my first channel at age 10 and have been posting to YouTube ever since. Now my content is based around women's lifestyle, college lifestyle, entrepreneurship, my faith, and just productivity and, um, female empowerment. And so also throughout high school, I found my love for entrepreneurship and small business. And so I had two kind of service-based businesses in high school, but I started the main business I run now, um, Dream Achieve, my freshman year of college. And Dream Achieve started with one product, the Dream Achieve Workbook, which is a six-month undated goal-setting planner for young women. And uh, we can kind of go into why I started all that, but um, I now as a college student am about to graduate, but planning to run my business and do YouTube and Instagram full time when I graduate in May. Amazing. Everyone needs to go check out your planner. It is like, oh my God, I was looking at it the other day. I love it. It is so pretty and just like such a good layout. It's amazing. So yeah, Thank I you. love it. Before we get into it, a question we ask every guest and I would love to hear your answer is, if you could go back to yourself at 18, what is something you would tell your 18 year old self? I love this question. It reminds me of the Taylor <laughs> Swift song, um, nothing new. And literally she says, you know, you're expected to know everything when you're 18 and then, you know, nothing at 22. Totally. Just, I love like, that lyric. 
Yeah. So relatable. Um, because for me, that really rings true because I started my business and had the kind of the idea for this product-based business at 18. Um, that time I was doing YouTube as a job. And so if I could go back and tell her something, I think it would just be to focus on the next step. Like what is your intuition telling you to do next with your career, with your relationships? Like literally what is the first step? I think, especially as now as a 22 year old, even a lot of us seniors are worried about post-grad jobs, Mm -hmm. what we're going to be doing? Like, how are we going to have these perfect careers? But really like each step and each decision that we take is going to lead us there eventually. Um, I mean, like I said, I started my YouTube channel at age 10. I didn't know that one decision to press upload on YouTube would give me the career I'm going to have at 22. So Mm -hmm. you really don't know where the next decision can take you. You'd really just have to follow your dreams and your intuition and see where, where it takes you. Yeah. I love that. I, we talk about this on the podcast a lot. It's like, you have this idea of post-grad, you're going to, you know, get married and then have kids and have a job and then get promoted. And it just, I don't know anyone where it's worked out that way. Okay. So I'd love to just jump in to resetting for 2022. I know you're a big fan of like goal setting and vision boarding. And so am I, I love it so, so much like planning, give me all the things to plan. <laughs> Could you take us through how you even begin with thinking of goals and thinking about what you want to accomplish for the next year? Yes. Okay. So I think in recent years, especially with 2020, we've kind of realized sometimes we're too, we want to overachieve more than what we actually need to. We set all these lofty goals. We set all these things we want to accomplish. And then life happens like 2020 happened. And we all realized we needed to shift our priorities. And so what I try to do at the end of each year is something I'll I'll be doing again this year. Um, and also bringing you guys along with it on my channel. So go to Hannah Ashton on YouTube if you want to see like video content of this, but I kind of try to reflect on the past year and kind of think about, okay, what did I accomplish? What were my super busy months and which ones were my slower months? Um, and kind of just take inventory of everything that happened, good, bad goal setting, personal life, everything. Um, and I journal about that. I'll kind of write it out by month. And then I think about, okay, where do I want my priorities to be in the following year? So I know for me, 2022 is going to shift a lot because in the past four years, I focused and prioritized school, but now I know that my priority is going to go away from school. And so it's going to be into my business and into my long-term boyfriend. And I think you first have to figure out what your priorities are going to be um, and choose just like three categories that you feel are your low that you want to improve. So like I said, or that you want to lean into. So I example two of mine business relationship with my long-term boyfriend. Those are things that I know I want to focus on. So that's where I'm going to set those big goals. Um, because you don't want to overwhelm yourself and give yourself a goal in like every category of your life. Um, you really just want to focus in on where you feel like you're really going to need to achieve those goals. And at first I also just look at the first quarter. So yes, I'm kind of thinking about the whole year in my head. I'm like, okay, but I'm someone, this is just what works for me is I can only focus on like the next big thing. And so I just look at quarter one, 2022, which is January through March. What am I going to focus on for those three months instead of thinking of it as the whole 12 month year? I love that you said, think about priorities. That is such a good way to think about it because I think sometimes we get so fixated on like numbers and like just kind of quantitative things in a way, but I love like prioritizing, like what areas of life do you want to focus on? That's a really, really good tip. Yeah. It can take something that's so overwhelming. It's like, well, my whole life's a mess. So I need to think of a new goal (laughs) in every area of my life. I'm like, oh, I want to be working out more. Oh, I want to go on more dates. Oh, I want to start a business. Like we can kind of get sidetracked because we're like, oh, I need to do something in every category of my life. But really just, yeah, like I said, focus on where do you really want to see the progress because it'll be easier to kind of stay focused when you're not pulled in many directions. And I think you're going to have a better success rate of achieving those goals if you're not trying to divide up your energy in all these different categories. Do you have any philosophy on like setting goals, like no numbers-based goals or like no this type of goals? Like, do you have any kind of perimeters of what you try to do? I set number goals when I can control them. So for me and like my business world, I usually can can control somewhat to an extent, like my revenue. So I'll set a revenue goal for my business because I know that if I pour more into marketing. If I show up more on social media, if I'm sending more email newsletters, I can increase that revenue goal. But I found with social media, I do not set number goals because it 
it oftentimes will let you down. There's mm-hmm. some things you can do obviously post more consistently, but even if you're the most consistent person producing high quality content, that algorithm is doing all the decision-making and, um, you could, yeah, be doing your best and still be let down. So in areas that I can control, I do set those numbers in areas that I can't control. I kind of make them broader. So, in, or things that I can't control. So instead of saying, I want to gain a thousand Instagram followers this month, I say, I want to post four times a week on Instagram reels. So it's something that I can control and I can easily achieve it without influence of other factors like an algorithm, or, you know, if it's other people, um, that's kind of how I manage making number specific goals. I totally agree. And that's something I really tried to do this year too, because like you said, it's so discouraging. I think this can apply to so many different areas of life. It's like, Oh, I want to get promoted into this job, but we can't really control that. I mean, it's really up to your boss, right? But you can control, I want to, you know, put this X amount of hours in every single week, or like you said, uploads and things like that. And I think that's like just such a better way when you check it off a list, like you did it, like it's not into somebody else's hands, you know? It also, it can also go in the way that it takes away all your excuses. So it's, you can't blame it on someone else if you don't achieve it. And obviously you have to be, you have to give yourself grace. Like it's okay. We just move on to the next thing. Um, but it also takes away that those excuses and helps build that self-discipline. It's something you try to put a lot in your content is like visualization and vision boarding and manifestation. Could you take us through that about how you kind of weave that into your goal setting for the new year? Yeah. So it's not, um, I would say it's not like the center for my goal setting. It's kind of the beginning. So I first take a look at, yeah, just, I love journaling, um, even throughout the year, not even just at the beginning of the year, but throughout the year of like, what does success look like for me right now? Again, prioritizing, like, what do I want to focus on? What is kind of a dream day in the life for myself and figuring out, um, what's included in that day. So, or like on the vision board, like, are you posting a lot of photos of fitness and wellness and that aesthetic, like, okay, maybe you want to set some fitness goals for yourself, or are you posting a lot about like women in business in that vision board? Okay. Maybe you want to start learning more about entrepreneurship. And so it's kind of a way to visualize what does your heart actually desire? What do you actually want? And then I take that idea and kind of go with it into, okay, what are now tangible things I can do to achieve that? And I'm also a Christian. So it kind of plays into it more of a lot of times I'm writing out these dreams and ideas and goals and kind of my form of manifesting as a Christian is just praying over them and being like, God, use me in this in whichever way you can. And if it is supposed to come to fruition, like I know that I can do all things through you who strengthen me, but also, um, if this isn't the path that I'm supposed to go on is this isn't the decision I'm supposed to make or the life I'm supposed to have, like reveal that to me. And so that's Mm -hmm. kind of how I, um, approach it also as a Christian. I love that. I I like what you said too, because sometimes you can just think through like, what, what kind of lifestyle do I want to have? Like if I could think of my dream, like day to day or weekly routine, like what would that look like? And I think, how do you get there? Like mm-hmm. that visualization too can be really helpful. Cause I think, like you said, like when you put together a dream board, you kind of start to realize, okay, these are things like I'm clearly drawn to and like want to include more. So it's fun too to do it. It's so fun. It's so fun to do it with friends. You can have a little January new year party and goal setting and make vision boards. So fun. But something I also want to warn people with social media is it's so easy to think you want a certain lifestyle when in reality, it's the opposite of what you want. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people just as a simple example, you know, the influencer lifestyle looks so fun and so glamorous, but I've realized that I don't want that certain level of fame. Like I don't want a million followers because the lifestyle that I want at the end of the day, like when I have a family is more private. And so I know that like, even though it looks so amazing on social media, it's really not what I want deep down. So I also urge you to really like step away from your phone, maybe for a few days when you're doing this to kind of figure out and meditate on what actually fulfills me? Like what actually do I love? And what does that lifestyle look like? I think having like a social break, a phone break for even like a week before the new year is one of the best things you can do to reset. Because I feel like that too, because sometimes our goals and what we want to do, it's you just start to get influenced by all these people on social. And so you just, you can't ground, like I find it really hard to get grounded when I'm trying to think about my new year, when I'm constantly scrolling on social, seeing other people's resolutions, like it just muddles your brain. So yeah, I love that word grounded. Yeah. What are your best 
tips or like pieces of advice that maybe you put into your goals this year of how do you exactly break it down? Like do you have any pieces of advice or learnings? Yes. It's kind of confusing to explain just over audio, but I will try my best. So once I kind of figure out those three categories that I want to set a goal in, I'll set a goal in each category. Um, and I'm just going to take the example of starting a business because it's an easy one. I know a lot of young women want to kind of see what that's like. So let's say one of your goals for your career is to start a business in 2022. So that's the overarching objective. Um, but then I do a lot of research and figure out what are all the small tasks and to do's that it takes to reach that goal. So, um, it can seem, seem very daunting, but once you start doing that research, you'll be able to learn like, okay, I need to figure out a value proposition, which just is like, what are you going to provide with your business? Who's my target market going to be? Um, okay. I now need to figure out a name. I need to uh, register it as an LLC. Like it's going to be a long, long list, but once you do the research and you have that list, it makes it a lot more easy. It makes it a lot easier to just tackle. So also, like I said, I focus my goals for three months. So, um, it makes the timeline kind of, it makes it a little bit urgent. So it's not like, oh, I have the whole year to achieve this goal. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I have three months to get my business set up, not running maybe, but like the foundations of it set up. Um, and then we can tackle, you know, launching it and maybe quarter two is next uh, quarter's goal. But so set like a very definitive objective for the three month period of reaching that goal, list out all the tasks that it takes. And then you're going to figure out 30 minutes to an hour in each day of whatever days you can fit it in, but hopefully at least like five days a week, figure out a time, whether it's earlier in the morning, you got to wake up 30 minutes earlier, 30 minutes before you bet you go to bed on your lunch break, wherever you can fit it in and just start by like starting with task one. Okay. What's the first little to do you have written down, um, and start there and literally just show up every day and add on and keep ticking off those tasks. And eventually you're going to see that progress and that progress. And you visually like tackling each task, you're going to be like, okay, I'm like actually working towards this. I'm actually starting to achieve this goal. And I just feel like that will propel you forward as well and wanting to continue. And obviously there's going to be days you don't feel like doing it. Obviously it's easy to get off of habits and, um, get off of your goals. You know, we all say by February, like everyone's resolutions are out the window, <laughs> but, um, if you're really being focused on like either that one to three goals for those three months, it's a set time limit. And, um, I think that's going to help you stay motivated for it. Yeah. And I love that perspective of breaking it down because it, there was so much power in creating habits when it comes to goals. It's like the, the, what you just said, like taking it down day by day, like you're creating a routine and a habit. And that is truly, I, I do believe how you like accomplish what you want is by like just having a, it part of your routine. And then you just don't even think about it. Like you just, it's your lifestyle. Yeah. I love using the word habits, like creating new year habits instead of mm -hmm. resolutions, because I think oftentimes with resolutions, they seem like some far off thing, but your habits are what you do every day, which is then what you do every week, um, every month and every year. And it's your life. Like your life is really made up of these small habits and routines. And so if you just kind of like wiggle in a little something to help you reach that goal into your, uh, as a daily habit. That's how that those small action, everyday actions are going to lead to big results. How many goals do you usually set for one year? So like I said, I try to choose like at least one professional, one personal, and then one school goal each quarter. Um, and I'll kind of maybe break those into monthly goals too. Um, and so, yeah, I would say maybe like 10 to 15 for the year, but I'm not writing all of those on January 1st. I first take a look at just like I said, maybe three big goals for the quarter and then I'll break those down monthly. Yeah. I like breaking it into quarters because like you said, I, I can totally relate to be one of those people in February. Like, Hey, this is never going to happen. Like these goals are too big, but quarter by quarter, it's like three months at a time. Like you could do that. Yeah. And it's, I feel like months go by so quickly, but mm -hmm. with a quarter, you know, if you slack off a month, you still got two other months in there where you can yeah. kind of amp yourself up. So I love doing the quarter system. I think that's the business student in me. I learned about <laughs> quarters and I'm like, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I know. I'm like that too. I feel like, yeah. Any like business person. Cause you're like, Hey, it's Q4 now. Like <laughs> this is the biggest quarter of the year. Right. <laughs> yeah. Are you one of those people who kind of in six months in, like you do a big reflect or do you kind of just set them in the beginning of the year? Or like, how do you manage that? Oh, I'm reflecting and rewriting at six month mark. And I also love doing it at my birthday, which is in October. Mm -hmm. Um, that's like 
kind of looking at my year from like birthday year. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm big on reflecting because as we, as we learned so much can change in the span of a few weeks that it's important to realize where your priorities shift and change. And, um, you know, I even would do this in school, like my summers, I had different priorities than the school year. Like my summer, I would go full in on my business and spending family time and being outside and prioritizing, you know, my, physical and mental wellness and just taking some time off. Like those were my summers. And so I would have, you know, for the quarters that kind of lined up with the summer, um, goals related around that. Meanwhile, the school year, like right now when it's final season and I'm shipping and running a product-based business, um, there's a lot of other different priorities that I don't, you know, have to worry about in the summer. So it's kind of looking at your year. You can look at it like by semester, you can look at it by quarter, you can look at it by month, figure out what's best for you. But yeah, at the end of each of those milestones, definitely reevaluate and journal and kind of think, okay, this is where I'm at. And this is where I want to go for the rest of the year. Yeah. There is so much motivation behind like resetting for a season because mm-hmm. it could be like okay guys it's hot girl fall like we're getting it together now like we're gonna you know get go to the gym and like uh, there's just something I feel like with each season like you said like in the summer it's just different like you're different and we grow and change throughout the year too and like us sitting here now at the end of 2021 we're not the same people we were in January like you grow and learn and you may learn about something you didn't even know about in January because social media and stuff changes so fast. And so, yeah, I love that. Like seasonal resets, mm-hmm. honestly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So once you kind of have your goals and you're like, okay, this is what I want to do in 2022. How do you stay motivated to do those? Because for someone like you, you do a million things. You balance so much stuff. Like how do you stay motivated? Yeah, I think this is like a golden question. I know I get asked a lot and it's tough because a lot of the times I'm working and I'm not motivated. Mm -hmm. And so I try to say more, instead of looking for motivation, every time you need to get something done and being like, I'm not motivated, so I'm not going to work or like you have to build that discipline, honestly. And so showing up and working and getting the things done that you need to get done when you're not motivated, I think is even more powerful than like being on this inspiration Mm -hmm. spree and being like, I can achieve all things at midnight tonight. And I'm having all these ideas. I think there's a lot more power in realizing when that you're capable of showing up and doing the work, even when you're maybe not feeling like it. Um, because majority of the days, like I, I have, I'm at class all day. I get home. I don't want to edit two videos. Like I have due tomorrow that I have to get done tonight. This is a real life example of today. Like I would much rather sit on the couch and watch selling sunset and eat peppermint Oreos. But I made a promise to myself that I am going to upload to YouTube once a week and I made a promise to my community. And so I'm going to show up and fulfill those promises, which is going to show me that, you know, I value my decisions. I value the promises I make to myself and to others. Um, And so I think that's mainly what I try to focus on. With that being said, I do love feeling motivated and it does help. So a few little things that I'll try to do is I love reading um, books, uh, nonfiction books from like entrepreneurs, women in business, um, or listening to podcasts, watching a quick YouTube video. All those things will kind of make me get excited to do my work for things like school. I will take a break in the middle of the day and work out. That's honestly my favorite time of day to work out is in the middle of the afternoon. And I'm thankful as a student with my schedule, I can do that most days because it's just like a mental break. I watch a YouTube video. I walk on the treadmill and then I can come back after lunch and feel motivated. I also think it's important to take those breaks when you need them. So like over the holidays, I unplug and I try to just be very present and like take that time off. Like I said, in the summers, it's always my reset time. I'm not motivated every time I have to work. And so you also have to build that discipline. Totally. I a hundred percent agree. And I think there is something so motivating about being disciplined. Like when you get something done, like editing a video or finishing a set of emails in your inbox or whatever it is, when you don't want to do it, when you complete the task, you feel so good every time. Like it, it is a motivator. And I think, I think people do get a little bit uh, motivation happy or <laughs> they think you need yes. to be motivated and passionate all the time, but it's, it's not, it's impossible to be like that. Yeah. It's like saying, Oh, how do you be happy all the time? Yeah. It's like life's a series of ups and downs. We have the lows so we can appreciate the highs with discipline. Something that has helped me with like balancing stuff as well is just treating stuff like appointments because Mm. when it's like a doctor's appointment or an eye doctor or whatever it is, like 
you just go, like you don't even think about it. And you can do that with your stuff too. Like whatever it is, work, side hustle, school, business, like just set an appointment in your calendar. Okay. I have an appointment at six, going to edit this vlog or going to do my inbox. And that helps a lot too. It's mind over matter. Truly. I love that. I've never heard it said like that, but that's exactly what I do. I just realize how much I can fit in a day because I time block. So I write down the moment I wake up after my morning routine. Um, I write in like by the hour, what task I'm going to complete like an appointment. And I usually don't change that a lot of times. Like I show up and I get it done because I know if I don't get it done during that time, it's going to eat into other times of my day and maybe even my, you know, wind down, relaxing night routine. And I treasure that. So I want to get it done during the day. So I don't, it doesn't have to, um, take up some of my weekend free time or fun time. I can actually relax and I can be Mm -hmm. like, okay, I got done what I needed to get done. And I hate procrastinating because you can try to relax, but you're really not relaxing because you're like anxious about what you have to do. So I'd rather much rather get it done, time block it out, make sure I have enough time in my day or the next day to do it. And then enjoy my weekends, enjoy my Friday and Saturday nights, you know, being like, I don't have to worry about anything because I got done what I needed to get done. Yeah, exactly. It's like doing yourself favors because you're really just doing yourself a favor and like try to think of it that way too. Because like you said, if you have your cozy night routine, like you're doing yourself a favor now so you can enjoy that time later. And it's, that's one of the best things you can do. I feel like is just do yourself favors. Yes. <laughs> I had this a lot this year in 2021 where there were certain goals like I didn't hit and it definitely can get discouraging. And when you do have those times, like how do you kind of, do you make a new goal? Do you pivot? Like how do you navigate not hitting those goals? Yeah. So first I kind of like to reflect and figure out the pain point and why didn't I hit it? You know, did I set it up wrong? Did I set it up to where it's relying on someone else? Like with Instagram, like, was I relying on the algorithm and it just failed me? And so it's, I don't need to be upset with myself. Like it's all good. Um, or was it that I just didn't show up for this goal? And if I didn't show up for it, why was that? Is it not a priority? Is it not something I feel like is urgent? Um, is it not something that I really want? Or was I just, you know, prioritizing things that didn't matter as much as this goal. And you just have to be honest with yourself. And something that this does, this process does is really a lot of self-discovery and being self-aware. It takes a lot of that to achieve, you know, goals consistently. Um, but I think that as you kind of go through the motions and you start doing this process, it is going to create that self-awareness. Once I reflect and figure out like what happened, I either, yeah, pivot the goal. I either set the same exact goal for the next month or the next quarter. Um, or if I'm like, okay, it needs changed a little bit, then I'll shift it up or I'll just scrap it all together. You know, if I'm like, you know what, I really don't even care about this anymore. Time, things have changed. Priorities have shifted. Then I just don't even worry about it. I just move on to the next one. And that's what I love about setting so many goals throughout the year, but broken up is it's not that I'm getting to the end of the year. And I'm like, I've achieved nothing on the list that I wrote on January 1st. It's like, honestly, I, uh, I have to go back and look at my notes and look at notion where I keep my goals to actually even remember what I wrote on January 1st. Um, because so many things have happened since then. And so many goals have changed and shifted. I couldn't even tell you what I wrote on January 1st, 2021. Um, but I do know that over this year, I've had a lot of success and achievements because I've pivoted and because I've figured out, okay, where do I need to look now? What goals need to change? It's really, yeah, like I said, a quarterly seasonal process. Um, and it's not just a once a year process. And something that I love switching gears a little bit so much about your content is how almost like, I don't know the word, like audacious you are, I guess. Like you just, you do things so boldly. And I love that vlog where you put the deposit on your business. Like that was just such a fun thing to go through with you, like through the vlog. And I think sometimes when setting goals, we you know, put these labels on ourselves with these boundaries of, you know, I can't do that or I can't accomplish that. And so how do you kind of combat any fear you might have, like when setting these big goals? Well, thank you. I'm so happy you liked that video because I was like, do people even care? Like, <laughs> yeah. do they want to know these decisions or things like scary decisions I'm making in my business? I think something that I've grown up as, and I think this is my parents doing and like just being raised this way is I was always told to just try something new. And if you didn't like it, you didn't have to keep with it. Like, um, I've done 
15 sports throughout my yeah. life. Like, I was also a sports kid and I also did musical theater and choir and dance and acting. And um, I kind of just tried whatever and what stuck stuck and what didn't stick, I didn't sign up the next season. And so I think being raised with that mindset, I realized it's a privilege that I was raised that way. But now through my content, I'm trying to help other young women who maybe weren't raised with that mindset and supportive parents that told them to just try something and just see what happens. I'm trying to... Um, kind of showcase that it's okay to take risks and it's scary, but I think it's so important to take risks with yourself. And I love the fact that the best, even my financial advisor that I talked to said this, he's like the best investments you can make is in yourself, whether that's through education, whether that's through starting a business, um, through mentorship, whatever it may be, but you know, you're always going to reap the rewards of investing in yourself. I think that just start small, like take a small risk and just prove to yourself that it's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And if you fail, it's fine. But if it turns out great, awesome. Go on to something a little bit bigger, go on to something a little bit, bit bigger, and then you'll have more confidence in making those bold decisions to say, all right, I'm going to drop five grand on my business idea and this first round of inventory. Um, and so I think over my life, it was just a bunch of those little risks that I began taking, whether it was to start singing on stage, you know, getting over that risk or to start um, signing up for business night classes like I did in high school. It can be as small as like talking to a new person, a new friend, like trying to make a new friend in a new mm -hmm. city. Like it can be anything, but start showing yourself that it's okay to take those risks um, and you're not going to die at afterwards. <laughs> um, and you will kind of get over that fear little by little. Still always going to be scary. It's always intimidating when I have to order, you know, more inventory and keep growing and making these bigger financial investments and decisions in my business. But it, it kind of falls away a bit because I'm like, you know what, if it doesn't work out, like other risks in my life haven't, I've always gotten up and I've always moved on to something else. I learned from it at the end of the day. So mm -hmm. start small and you'll build up that confidence and bravery for the big risks and the big decisions. Yeah, I love that. And I think sometimes I do this a lot you think of these big goals and you think of them in a way where they have to be done perfectly. Like when you launch a business, you're like, it has to be the most like aesthetic, like perfect, <laughs> flawless thing, but it's okay to do things horribly. <laughs> like it's better to just do it in a bad way. And then you'll figure it out along the way rather than like planning and planning and planning and then just never even doing it. Absolutely. You're going to learn way more from trying and being hands-on and trying something yourself than you ever will from a book or from a mentor. Yes, it's great to do research. It's great to talk with um, mentors and to learn as much as you can. But at, one, at some point, you just have to like take a leap of faith and go for it. And exactly like you said, you learn along the way. I'm so proud of myself that freshman year, I started that business and I didn't wait till I was a senior and had an mm -hmm. entrepreneurship degree to start because having that business throughout the major and throughout my college career it was the best thing that could have ever happened for my business because I've made so many connections and so many mentors over the four, past four years because I've had the business already running. So really you just have to start today, go for it. Um, and you'll learn along the way, even just starting an Instagram for an idea, like just little things is free. It takes two seconds. Like just Things like that, it sounds so stupid, but it does really motivate you. And like, you'll figure it out with every post and whatever it is. And like, you you can do it. So just, yeah, it, I think we just limit ourselves a lot in the new year too. We're like, we have to do this in such a perfect way. And we really don't. No, exactly. I would love to chat to you. I know you have a, a video on this about how to manage like stressful times and being overwhelmed and going into 2022. This is kind of like, okay, this year, hopefully there's not any more like crazy lockdowns. Like life will be as normal as we have seen it probably in two years. And so I think that can be a little bit overwhelming and I think it's going to be a busy time for a lot of people. And so what are your best tips for managing feeling overwhelmed and feeling stressed? It's definitely something I've worked through this semester. I've talked with fellow college students, professors, I feel like at least at my school, Belmont University is where I go to school. Um, they've kind of been back to normal. Like I, majority mm -hmm. of my classes are in person. Like it's back to all of the tests and projects and presentations and group things that we've had before the pandemic. But I'm like, all of us college students are not in the same mindset as we were pre-pandemic. I was like, mm -hmm. this is a lot to manage and still being, you know, in kind of an, not a normal world. I was like, this is a lot that we're acting just like everything's back to normal in college. Right. So it's definitely something that I've had to manage myself. 
So something for me is I try to have those little moments in each day that help me cope with the stress. So going on walks, moving my body, um, eating healthy, not super, super healthy, but eating wholesome meal, like full meals, making Mm -hmm. sure I may have myself eat lunch or, you know, have all the food groups in my day, just being like very mindful of that, like drinking enough water, um, journaling in the morning, having, you know, reading my fiction book before bed to wind down, like making time to call my mom, call my boyfriend, like things that are really going to fulfill me and like fuel that my mental health and my self-care. Um, I make sure to fit those little things into almost every day. And it's possible, like even with my busy schedule, I really try to do that. Even if it's multitasking, like calling my mom or FaceTime my my boyfriend while I'm making dinner, um, or something like that. So try to figure out what are a few things in your everyday, in your routine that really make you feel your best and do them every single day. And then, um, kind of more broader scheme. I try to do something fun or have something to look forward to every weekend. I do still work on the weekends. Um, I just find that I, at this season in my life, I have to doing all the things that I do, but I make sure to have fun things, whether it's a birthday party planned or like this weekend for Christmas, we're going to like a Christmas tree lighting in a local town or um, going out for a fun dinner, having a movie night, like it can be anything and whatever, but just having something to look forward to every weekend um, and having that time be unplugged with my friends, not on my phone, not on social media. Cause for me, that feels like work and just, yeah, enjoying that time. And then even going even broader, I try to have those times with my family and with my boyfriend and friends, um, that are more like long-term restful. So a vacation, if I can, or like I was just home over Thanksgiving, even though we didn't travel anywhere, I really tried to have time that was, you know, I wasn't in my inbox. Like I knew that I wasn't going to be responding to emails till Monday and just like making that commitment to myself and do like you said, doing myself a favor Mm -hmm. and just making sure that I'm not stressing myself out while I'm trying to take a break. So yeah, that's kind of like how I try to manage overwhelm. It's little things in my everyday having something fun to look forward to and take time off on the weekend um, at some point, and then making sure I'm having those mental breaks where I'm really like detoxing, resetting every month or every few months. Breaks or something I feel like our generation is like afraid of. <laughs> I feel yeah. like we just like fear the the break, taking a time off from social or whatever it is. And even I feel like taking the PTO day from your corporate job is like terrifying. And I think there is so much, so much good that comes from breaks and it it's, not as big of a deal as you think. Like if it's, you know, YouTube and all that stuff, like it feels like if I take a break from YouTube, like I'm going to lose all my engagement, like everything, but you won't like, it's Mm -hmm. really not as big of a deal as you think. And I love that you said that. Yes. I a hundred percent agree. I am notorious for being like, I cannot take a break ever. Mm -hmm. I have to always be working. I, I created this business ultimately to like work with my own schedule in my own life. That's why a lot of entrepreneurs start. It's like, it's, they want a business that allows them to have the life they want. And I realize if I start building this business that I have to work every single day, seven days a week, then, you know, as long as the business lives, like I'm going to be tied to that idea. And so I need to start practicing now to take a break every few days or, you know, I now try to take Sundays off of Instagram and TikTok. Um, and like you said, people don't even really realize and it's true. It, it's going to benefit you more than it's going to hurt you in the long term. Um, I took a month off of YouTube last May and I will say like my views dipped a bit, but we're back up to where they were and it saved my mental health. And I think that probably I know for me stems from comparison all the time is like, we don't want to take breaks because other people are working so hard and other people are doing so many things. And it truly has nothing to do with you, what, what other people are doing. And, and it's so, so, so worth it. And like you said, people don't even notice like half the time. So it's True. good. I feel like I could talk to you forever, but I would love to know what are some of your goals for either like goals that you've accomplished in 2021 or some of the new ones you set for 2022? Ooh, okay. So 2021 really took me by surprise in my business um, and in school, I guess too. For my business, TikTok blew up my business in 2021. And so I really like exceeded a lot of my goals, like my revenue goals, my following account, my follower goals. And so that was really cool to see is the fact that, you know, these little decisions that I made to start posting more to TikTok in January of 2021 affected my business and helped me 
of now get to having like two versions of the workbook. I have a student version and a post-grad version um, that wasn't out till 2021. So I think just having those big product launches and, you know, running through inventory and seeing so much for support for my business. That's not just from my followers, um, was a huge goal that I had. Well, I didn't even know I had actually, it just kind of happened because mm-hmm. I had other goals in place. Um, and so that was super cool to see. And then also with school, I always, I told myself in 2021 that I would focus on my business and YouTube since that was going to be, um, that's going to be my job post-grad. So it really doesn't matter what my grades are because I'm hiring myself. <laughs> So I made that real, I made the realization and I was like, why are you stressing yourself out so much with school? So I've tried to step back a little bit, but thankfully my grades have still stayed good. And so I'm kind of proud of myself. And it showed me that I can take a step back a little bit and still like apply myself, um, where it needs to be and kind of learned kind of how to manage college more. Like Mm -hmm. it's kind of a game. I don't know if you experienced this with college, but it's kind of a game to get those good grades. It's like, you don't have to put a hundred percent into every single assignment, just the ones that matter. For 2022 though, it's, it's big. It's a big year. Cause I am graduating. Um, and so for me, it's of having one, at least one, I know I'm having one actually beginning of January product launch, a new product to my business, which is a huge deal. And I'm wanting to have maybe one more product launch throughout the year and really just figure out a steady routine for my work life balance. Once I graduate, it's like, I know that I could work in my business all the time, but I know that I need to give myself, um, grace and, you know, treat it like kind of, I was getting a corporate job. So I think I really just want to be able to manage yeah, my business and grow it to all that it can be. And then also, like I said, with my long-term boyfriend moving to Nashville, which is where I'm probably going to be staying, um, kind of just seeing like pouring into our relationship there as well. And figuring out this new normal of post-grad life with managing friendships and all of that as well. So those are very broad things. I actually haven't sat down yet to physically write out like, what are my first three goals of 2022 quarter one going to be, but, um, that's kind of like I said at the beginning, like my priorities and kind of where they lie. Those are great goals. And I love that you're prioritizing your relationship because I feel like that's something we don't think about that much. And it is like a really important thing in life, like our partners. And thank you. Yeah. A few years ago, I kind of made that realization. I was like, I love, um, having quality time. Like that's my love language. Mm -hmm. I love quality time with my family, friends, relationships. And I realized that I was hustling so much for YouTube and my, and starting a business that I wasn't making time for that. And again, it just didn't align with the lifestyle that I wanted, which, which was to enjoy time with people I love. Um, and so, yeah, I started making it more of a priority to like, be very intentional with that time. And especially it's hard because, um, we're long distance right now, kind of, he's from my hometown. It's like when he is here, I've learned Mm -hmm. to be very like present and kind of separating the two. And so that's kind of how I manage that. And it's healthy for me to be able to separate the two and like have relationship time and then business time and school time as well. Yeah. It's such an important like differentiation too, because like, I think sometimes we don't think of it as a priority. We're like, oh, our business is in school and whatever. And then the relationship is kind of like just there, but Mm -hmm. nurturing it and having that time like does make us so much happier. And especially when quality time is like one of your love languages too. Yes. I think that was everything I wanted to cover. I'm feeling excited for 2022 now. I'm like ready to go. (laughs) Me too. It's so funny. I think about the new year so much, again, with all my content as it comes Mm -hmm. to an end. In my head, it's already 2022. It's so it starts in November. I'm like about to write 2022 on my paper. I'm like, I'm just in that mindset now. Um, it's so funny. I know. I'm like that too. I'm like, okay, what do I want to do next year? I'm like, okay, we still have a month, but it's yeah. fine. <laughs> well, the, the, when we're recording this, we still have a month, but okay. Well, thank you so much for your time for coming on. Where can everyone find you? Plug all your stuff. I'll link everything in the show notes as well, but where can people find you? Well, thank you. So my YouTube is Hannah Ashton. My website is shop Hannah Ashton. My Instagram is miss M I S S Hannah Ashton. Um, from all my personal, or you can follow my business account at Dream Achieve Workbook on Instagram and TikTok. Amazing. Well, thank you again for being here and thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much.